Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 306. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I get to have amazing conversations with Blueprint Live Online instructors talking about the MCAT. This is the most ironic podcast that I do (laughs) because I hated the MCAT going through the pre-med process, but here I am now hopefully making not too much of a fool of myself, helping you do better on the MCAT so you don't suffer like I did way back in the day. We won't we won't say how long ago I took the MCAT. Did you know I host other podcasts as well? I host the Pre-Med Years, the old Pre-Meds podcast, Specialty Stories, which is on hiatus as we're doing e-shadowing, uh, and Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. We have weekly live streams called Pre-Med Office Hours, Wednesdays at premed.tv, all over the place. We're putting out content left and right for you, including this amazing podcast that I get to do every week with Blueprint MCAT. If you haven't checked out Blueprint MCAT yet to get their free account, which gives you access to a half-length diagnostic, gives you access to their full-length, one full-length exam, gives you access to their amazing study planner tool, go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. I love free resources. Blueprint MCAT thinks like me. They love giving out those free resources as well. Go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. This week, we are jumping back into our Think Like a Pro series that we've been covering over the last several weeks. This week, something that so many students get wrong, and that is not reviewing tests appropriately, not reviewing those full-length exams. Too many students are like, take a full-length, take a full-length, take a full-length, take a full-length, and they don't stop to to look back and go, well, how did I do on that full length? Why did I only get a 505? Why did I miss these questions? What don't I understand about what I'm missing? So today we're going to talk about reviewing like a pro. Nicole, welcome back to the MCAT podcast, continuing our Think Like a Pro series. Now we're, yes. we're, we're done with the sections, right? We're done with the sections. We've covered uh, cars. Psychosoc, BioBioCam, and ChemFizz. Now, one of the most important parts of thinking like a pro is actually going through full-length exams. And I think that scares people because they're like, I just want to do the full-length exams, get my score, and move on. But no, <laughs> if you want to think like a pro, here are some things you have to know to to go through a full-length exam like a pro. Yeah? Yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. And the thing, Joe, I think it's funny what you just said there in terms of what like students just want to, they just want to take the exam. They want to be done with it. They get the score, right. And they just want to like leave that score behind um, and just go on to the next thing. Um, and so I'd say that it's quite about the exact opposite mentality <laughs> that you should have, especially early on in your prep. Um, early on in your prep, your practice test scores actually don't matter very much. I know, I know it sounds weird. Like, why are you saying that your score doesn't matter? Your cat score most certainly matters, but your early practice exam scores don't matter a lot. And it's because- tell, tell that to my ego, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. This is, we, we do, you have to, the ego, you have to be really, you have to be really, really careful um, with it because obviously, right? So imagine you've taken your diagnostic, you've been studying for a few weeks now, um, and you are preparing to take your first full-length exam. Obviously, everyone going into that first exam is hoping for a score increase, right? You want to feel like you improved from your diagnostic or whatever last exam you did, right? Or maybe if you are retesting, right, maybe you're hoping that at least that score was where you used to be plateauing at, Um so it is really inherent, and I can't imagine any student not going into exam having at least some hopes for that score. Um, but you have to start actually talking yourself down from that. Like I said, particularly early on, we'll talk a little bit how this changes as you get closer to your exam date um, in a little bit here. But early on, those full-length exams are about practice. They're about sitting down and doing the thing, right? Taking the MCAT is really difficult, right? In the moment and that it is a really long exam. Um, like I said, it requires a lot of time. You have to sit still. You have to be quiet. You can't fidget. You can't put on your chapstick, right? You, you have to just be focused and 100% dialed in, in a way that like most of us, I mean, hopefully most of us aren't just doing right in our day-to-day undergrad or non-tread pre-med lives, right? So this is something unlike that a task like you haven't done before. So that means that it's going to require a lot of practice and preparation in order to take those full length exams. So it's about the actual process of sitting down and doing the thing. As I like to say to my students, you just got to, you just got to do it. You got to do the thing. Um, And then the other part, right, is what information do you get from that, mm-hmm. right? How can you use that exam to propel your learning forward, right? So in learning more isn't always immediately going to translate into a score increase, but it's the first step, right? So we have to start learning from our exams in order to get to those score improvements that we all want. We all want them, right? But we have to say to ourselves, like, this is just practice, um, I am sitting down and doing the thing. My score does not make a big difference yet, right? It doesn't, your MCAT score isn't your MCAT score, right? Until you've waited that month <laughs> to get it back. Like, so especially early on, um, you know, very, very few students are going to have linear progress from a diagnostic exam to testing. It's just very, it's ideal, right? Or even I'd say um, ideals, right? That you like plateau at your goal score for a few tests before <laughs> your real exam, right? Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Um, but that's not how it works for most students, right? Um, if you're, your progress is probably going to look something like this. Um, and for those of, who are you just listening, just watching, um, I was basically doing a wavy thing. It's a sine wave. 
Yeah, you're going to go up, you're going to go down. <laughs> Hopefully we go up more than we go down, but on average. So fluctuations are normal. A decrease from your diagnostic exam is normal. Yep. Um, right? Like if you take the blueprint diagnostic, it's half length, right? So if pacing, endurance, um, if those are things that are like a big struggle for you, I wouldn't be surprised if your first full, full if your first full length exam is actually a lower score than your diagnostic. Uh, I said, so that's a little bit about full length, especially early on. Um, I know, Dr. Brady, we also want to talk, okay, so now you've taken your full length, you did the thing, yay, but now, now what do we do? I said, I'm sure, I know, Dr. Gray, that you've chatted with people um, about the importance of review. Have you heard from students before, especially maybe people, I know, like I said, a lot of people who retest that this is something that a lot of people change to fix yeah. going into their second exam. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> we, we have the mm-hmm. rapper LL Cool J. We have LL Not Really Cool J, our lessons learned journal uh, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to reviewing a full length exam. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think what I hear all the time from from you all, from students who've gone through this process is mm-hmm. is obviously a big mistake. Number one is students doing way too much content review, not getting into the questions and the full length exams soon enough. And then again, not doing the the content, uh, not the content, the, the full length review going through every single question. And what did I get right? Why did I get it right? What did I get wrong? Why did I get it wrong? What was the topic with the subject? Uh, Notating all of that in your lessons learned journal so that that can dictate your content review moving forward. And and it seems like that is the, the, the mechanism that is just so intentional and so uh, microscopic in terms of um, being as precise as possible with with where your deficits are and how you can improve week in, week out. Exactly. And it really is all about identifying those weaknesses, right? So when you're going through your lessons learned journal, your spreadsheets, um, right, whatever you are working with, that what you got wrong and then how to improve in the future is really, really key, right? So along with your lessons learned journal, you should also be keeping a running list of your weaknesses, right? So these can be strategy weaknesses. These can be content weaknesses, right? I'm a list of things you want to go back and spend extra time reviewing. But the main thing that you should really push for in your LLJ in terms of that, how can you do it better? Um, really push for strategy, right? So it's really easy to just look at a question and say, oh, I just got it wrong because I didn't know the fact. I didn't know the enzyme name, right? So therefore I got it wrong. But really take the time to look. Is there a way, even if you couldn't get it right, could you have possibly crossed out two answers using something else? Could you have gotten it down to 50-50? Was there a clue in the passage about the function of this enzyme, right? So maybe that should have told you something about, um, right, maybe a certain prefix or suffix that would have been in the name of the enzyme. So even for things that you feel like, oh, well, it was just a content problem, really, really push to find those strategy items. Because the number one thing is that I literally was just looking at a student's LLJ the other day, and they were like, I'm like struggling with plateaus, like my scores have actually been going down, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And when I looked at their LLJ, um, a lot of their strategy column was actually blank. 
um, like where they were going to do strategy. And it was because a lot of it, there's just content errors, according to them. But how can you actually push forward and push past that, right? And even if you're writing down the same thing over and over again, right? Outside information, outside information, don't bring in outside information. Um, I want you to write it out each time, right? Because your goal is to get this into your brain. There is a difference. There is space in between identifying that you have an issue with something and then actually doing it right on test day. Those things do like there is that is not a step one, step two process. You have to keep reminding yourself over and over again, right? It's like, let's say for example, there's like a chore in your house. I don't know. Maybe you're like a person who like leaves cabinet doors open, right? And you like annoy your roommates (laughs) or something like that, right? Like how many times, or maybe your roommate is the one who leaves the cabinet doors open, right? Um, So depending whether you are a, uh, the person who is on the receiving or the giving end of that criticism, Right. Like you don't know. You don't just say once, oh, we'll stop leaving the cabinet doors open and then magically stop doing it. That's not how it does. You probably been leaving cabinet doors open your whole life or you've been studying for the last three months. And for three months, every single day, you've been leaving cabinet doors open. Okay, so it's about saying one, you're going to have to say it to yourself multiple times. Right. Can you leave a note on the cabinet? Right. Close me. Um, You have to figure out other ways to remind yourself, right? And how in the moment on the exam, like what is your mental sticky note that you're leaving for yourself? Because you can't just say, oh, I know I should close the cabinet doors because you're going on autopilot. You're going to keep leaving them open. You have to leave yourself mental notes. And so that requires one, probably writing it down in your LLJ quite a few times, right? I don't care if it's what you write for every single question. I don't care if you have to... If you have to copy paste that, I would encourage you even don't copy paste it. Actually type it out all a hundred times, right? Into your LLJ. Because like I said, there is a, and I think the sum that isn't talked about a lot, right? There's a gap between identifying a weakness and actually fixing it. Um, so you have to be really intentional about strategy. You have to be really intentional coming up a way you're actually going to remind yourself. Uh, oops, just knocked my lamp there. <laughs> um and how are you going to do it in the moment? Um, like something that I used to chant to myself, like as I was testing, seems like a weird thing, seems obvious. I'd say the correct answer is 100% correct. Duh, Nicole, like duh, the correct answer is right. But I kept missing words. I kept accidentally picking things that had some, there or, or picking things that felt off to me. Like I knew there was something wrong, right? Yeah. I, I was like, there's something off here. Um, and instead of going back to the drawing board, I'd just say, ah, oh, well, it's the best I have right now. And I'd click, I'd click enter. Um, but it was about saying, no, 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 no. If something feels wrong, well, the correct answer has to be 100% correct. So if you feel 20% weird about this answer choice, you're missing something. Go Interesting. find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the mindset there. Um, so it's making, it's doing that reflection, but then actually working to implement it. It's yeah. also going to require looking back at your LOJ and looking through your LOJ frequently and looking for patterns. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. let's talk about what that that lesson learned journal looks like. If if I mm-hmm. were to open up an Excel spreadsheet, a Google sheet, whatever, right now, what are my column headings? Yeah, well, I can actually, I have I have my own LLJ template <laughs> that I send to students. So I'll open it in my other tab right now. I can tell you exactly what I do. So yeah. 
Um, you can, and this is one of those things that you should, there's a few things that you need to have, but other than that, you can tailor it to your needs. This is for you, for you to identify trends and patterns in your weaknesses. This trends and patterns thing is really important. So for me, I have like a Google Sheets, whatever you want to use. Um, I've got four tabs there, ChemFizz, Cars, BioBioChem, and PsychSoch. Um, my, I like to have all of them in the same place. Cause once again, you're looking for patterns. If you're looking for problems in psych social, I don't want you to have to click between eight different like mini spreadsheets. I don't want to make you, I don't want you to make a new spreadsheet for every single thing you do. I want it all to be in one place. I want you to be able to scroll through it yeah. because your goal is to identify trends, not to spend mental space clicking between tabs. So I recommend all in one tab, just keep it all in the same place. Okay. So then on any given, uh, on all the science sections, I have a date that you did the practice, right? So we can track trends over time. We have where the question came from. So like blueprint full length four, for example. Um, and then the topic. Topic um, might be something like acids and bases um, or experimental design, like so. We talked about that last episode. Um, and then the next column, so you have date of practice, where the question came from, and the topic. And the question is, why did you get it wrong? How can you improve the next time? That's the next column. If you wanted to, you could do these two different columns. Um, I have them in the same. Once again, you should fine tune this for you. You know you as a learner the best. Lean into that. So this is, like I said, this is really, really important. So one example that I have in my template here is, let's say I got a chemistry question wrong, right? So why did I get it wrong? For example, you missed an important piece of information in the text. So accidentally, you thought the question was a discrete question when it was actually passage-based. Okay, so that was what you, that was why you got it wrong. And you'll notice something about that. That was general, right? I didn't say, um, I didn't realize, um, right, that this enzyme has this function. You want to make it general. So you're not including specific pieces of information from that passage. You want to generalize it. I miss a key piece of info. For example, I miss a key, a key piece of info in the introductory paragraph, right? Be specific. Um, so you thought the question was discrete when it wasn't. How are you going to improve it the next time? You're going to focus on reading every word, but and specifically in ChemFizz, when you see a method section, you're going to remind yourself, don't skim over methods. That's what you're going to say to yourself. That's your mental sticky note is don't skim over methods sometimes they are important, right? Because usually all the juicy stuff is the experimental, right? Your figures, your results, um, right? But sometimes there's going to be those questions that will call on other parts of the passage that might be less asked about. But so just make sure that you don't skim over that. And then I also have a content um, for if there was a, or a column for if there was a content deficit, if any, right? So keep in mind that that content deficit is not why you got it wrong, right? You might note that, like I said, but search for those other items. And then so this is, that's essentially the same for every section, um, except for cars, there's just not a content deficit column. Another thing I recommend students to do um, is make up your own acronyms for common mistakes you get. Once again, trends, okay? I don't want you writing essays, okay? Each, sent, each entry should be two to three sentences. Two to three sentences is perfect for each entry, okay? Um, but if you can make up abbreviations, for example, my code for why I got it wrong, for like, for why I got it wrong, it was just a content issue, was NKAF, not knowing a fact. That's what I used to put down. So if I was scrolling, right, think about you scrolling. You are making this for somebody who is scrolling, 
Mm-hmm. Um, having little acronyms, right? Or even just for outside information, put OA, right? Um, like misinterpreted a figure, like MIF, right? And make yourself a little answer key um, because you need to, I don't want you to spend like two hours like reading this like an essay. I want you to be able to glance at it and get meaningful information. That's what you should be thinking about as you're actually making this. Yeah. How long, again, kind of thinking like a pro here, how long should it take to properly go through a full length like that? It should take you the whole day. It really should. Um, a good rule of thumb is that you, if you are spending about the same amount of time reviewing as you did practicing, you're pretty good. Um, some people are going to be faster than that. Some people might only take them half the time. Um, but I'd say if it's taking you less than half the time, so if you did four hours of practice and you are reviewing all that four hours of practice in one hour, you're skimming over things. You're not yeah. putting in the effort you should be. You need to be more detailed, right? And so when you're reviewing, that means you are reading every single passage. You're rereading the passage. You're reanalyzing it. You're trying to, if you miss something the first time around, what did you miss? Why did you miss it? You're going through every single question, questions you got right, questions you got wrong, questions you guessed on, right? In terms of what's actually going into your LLJ, that's going to be questions that you got wrong, or questions that you guessed on and got right. So so any question that you didn't 100% understand, it goes in the LLJ. Um, Yes, I think I forgot where I was going with that just a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) that's okay. As someone is going through a full length exam, it may be hard to go back. They, they, get their score back. It's a Saturday. Okay. I, I went through my blueprint full length one, mm-hmm. which everyone gets for free with a free blueprint account. Um, and they go and start their lessons learn journal on Sunday. How do they remember? Oh yeah. I remember. I didn't know that one. Oh yeah. I remember I guessed on that one. Oh yeah. I remember I was between these two questions. Mm-hmm. During these full-length practice exams, should they keep a little pen and paper next to them and just like quickly, again, you talked about the shorthand kind of notes. Should they have a template or a key that's like, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna list out every single question on this test, like questions one through 59, one through whatever. Um, and I'm going to put a number next to each. And if I put number one, that means... I knew it, not a problem. I hope I got it right. Uh, num- number two, I I was kind of 50-50. I took a guess. Um, if I put a number three, it means I was completely clueless. I just guessed. Should they be doing that so that when they go to their review, to their lessons learned, they actually have a better memory of what happened during the test? So you think should they do that at what time were you During saying? the like- test. No. <laughs> Why? Absolutely not. Why? 100%, 100% not. Um, Because you're not going to do it on the real test day. Well, <laughs> I know, but the, the whole point is to practice and get better. And if you yeah. don't remember what, what happened on the test day, how can you get better? Nope. You will remember. <laughs> um, You will remember. Okay. If you don't, like I said, you might not remember, like, you can't, re- maybe not be able to retrace the exact words you thought, but you're going to remember. Um, If you do it the next day, you're going to be fine. Um, so the per- the purpose is practice, but the purpose is practicing in test-like conditions. Yep. Um, and so if you are taking time off to the side 
um, right? Like while you are testing, right? Because you couldn't like go back and do this after the fact. If you were taking time like, while you were actually testing, um, right? If you think about how long it would take you to like write a bulleted list and like write the answer key, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's like a, like, let's just call it three minutes per section that takes you. That's three minutes you lost that you're yeah. going to have on test day. And it's also breaking your, con- it would also be breaking your concentration. Yeah. Every time you looked over to make that note, breaking your concentration. So if you're taking a full length exam, 100% not, your job is to simulate test day conditions, right? So that means ideally, I would like you to test at a place that is not where you usually study, like go to a library, ideally sit in a different chair um, every time you test. Um, you know, pack your lunch, take your breaks, all of this good advice that if you are an MCAT podcast devotee that you have probably heard many, many times. Okay. Um, so it's no secret. Now, if you're doing a set of 30 practice questions and you're doing them untimed because you're not working, you're not working on timing yet, you're working on upping your accuracy. And between each of those questions, um, you wanted to pause the timer and do some reflection in between about like how you went, like how that felt for you, how confident you were like, um, now that that's something that I would be open to somebody trying if they felt like it would be really helpful for them. Um, but you're going to remember it well enough, right? So if you do 30 practice questions and you spend, let's just call it 30 minutes for the sake of discussion on those questions, and then you spend the next 30 minutes after you're going to, you're going to remember your thought process sufficiently, um, in order to make an effective LJ. I've never had a student, um, who was reviewing like the next day, say that they felt like, oh, I just can't remember what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have, that's something, you know, I'm sure, you know, there's every struggle exists out there. So I'm sure yeah. somebody has that issue. Um, but I I have not personally heard of it. Um, right. So that might also bring up the question, Nicole, like, what if I don't have the full day after my full length? Right. What if I work Sundays, even though I'm taking, like, you've, ideally, if you're like some like working nine to five or something, said, I would love you to take practice exam on Saturday and review all day Sunday and take Friday off. Um, I love, I recommend students put their days off um, before their practice exams. So try to give yourself as much fuel as you can going into that day. It's not about the score, but hey, if we can get it up and be strategic about it, that's always going to make you feel better inside. Okay. Um, I said, not going to pretend like better scores don't make us feel better. Um, so I said, yeah, it's also about planning that out. Um, the rule of thumb I give students is you have to finish your review within three days you gotta, right? That's not to say that if you hit day four, it's time to give up, right? Because something happened unexpected. Um, but you really want to finish that ASAP. Okay. It's very important. Okay. Anything else that we haven't covered about reviewing tests for, for these pros out there? Let me think. I think we got most of it. Yeah. So be like, so the biggest thing is pushing in your LLJ. Yeah. Cause you're going to be tired. Yeah. You don't want to be there. You don't want to do it. And, and I, um, I, I want to clarify. I want to clarify. You did mention it a little bit in passing. When mm-hmm. reviewing full length exams, mm-hmm. you're reviewing what you got wrong and what you got right. Yes. Yes. So you're looking over the whole exam. The exam and it's 100% entirety. Now, I don't need you to write a paragraph about how wonderful you are for getting the question <laughs> correct. Okay, like maybe if we had infinite study time, we mm-hmm. could do that too. But like I said, so in terms of reviewing, you're reviewing everything thoroughly 
what are you, where are you also writing things down to help cement in that thinking, right? So you're not just, your roommate didn't just tell you, oh, don't close the cabinet door, right? You're setting yourself, you need to set yourself a reminder. That's what doing the allergy is. It's setting a, like setting a mental reminder on your phone that you're going to like look at later. So that is for the questions you got wrong or guessed and got correct or just generally unsure on. Um, So if you threw a Hail Mary and it worked, great. (laughs) Take the point. You still got to make the LLJ for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you have it. Think like a review pro. That is our title today, our podcast episode today. Again, Blueprint MCAT co-host here on the podcast. I get to talk to them every week and you should as well go to blueprintamcat.com, sign up for their free account where you get access to their half-length diagnostic, full-length exam, full uh, access to their free study planner tool, right? It's not it's not only a little bit that you get to use, it's full access to their study planner tool and much, much more. Go check them out, blueprintmcat.com. Hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.